locality pay, long-term care, and IRA versus TSP part two, all on today's Fednababble. This is Fednababble, where Kevin and Cassie make federal retirement benefits understandable for humans like you. These two don't hold back as they answer questions from the FedPilot workshops and webinars or from questions submitted by you at fednababble.com. Hello, welcome Cassie. Welcome to another edition of Fendababble. Hello, hello. <clears throat> okay. So, um, I know we went over the past couple of ones, so we should probably keep it shorter. So let's jump in here. <laughs> yeah. I think I think it'll be easy, especially with this question. Does the high three include locality pay? What's the answer? Oh, yes. Yes. Okay, that was easy. That's it. <laughs> I'd like to be able to expound on that, but it's okay. Actually, let yeah. I, I am going to expound on that. Oh boy! <clears throat> and, and and just actually, really, really quickly here, the answer is yes. And I don't know that I don't think that there is an. It depends on this one. I think it is just. I, I can't think of an instance where it does it. But pe- the follow up question that I get a lot to this is, okay, well, what happens if I move to another state? Let's say I'm in. San Francisco, and I get a huge locality pay, and then I retire, and I move to the middle of nowhere, Montana, do I get to take that with me? And the answer is, again, yes. You just, you're high, I mean. Well, you take the high three that that includes the locality pay in that location, but you don't take it with you in your current pay there. Like it doesn't, locality pay doesn't follow you. Right. to that other position. But what but I'm saying is can, if, will... if they retire in San Francisco, mm-hmm. do they get to take oh, all of that retire. and then they move? Yes. Right. Yeah. And then you move yes. that. Yeah. Because what they figure out your whole number is, I mean, it's a number of factors. It's your locality pay. It's your basic pay. And it's a few other things possibly <clears throat> put that together. That's what it is. And then when you retire, well, if you move, then you get you get to take that number with you wherever you go. Right. I want to clarify one thing though. Yes. It does not always include overseas locality pay. Right. <laughs> Good distinction. Overseas locality pay is different than locality pay. Yeah, I want to um I get that often where somebody thinks um whether they go there to have their their last 3 years overseas or right. they come Good. back thinking that their locality pay was included and so they'll they'll be compensated and their high 3 average will be based on their higher pay overseas. That's not always the case. And actually I want to say uh, a lot of the times locality pay overseas is is not included period there right. are some special exceptions where it is but it's not common so um just assume that it's not in general speaking terms right <laughs> can you know it, it's 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 interesting that a simple question like this the answer is yes right it just plain old yes yeah. but when you when you peel peel it back just a little bit more you you find that there are still nuances and things to consider and things to be thinking about and questions to ask and questions to answer that yep. uh, that help with planning. I mean, that really can make a big, big difference. I'm like that, like 
the overseas locality pay is different than regular loca locality pay and it's com treated completely differently. And you and I have watched people go overseas and do exactly what you said, thinking that they're bumping up their high three when actually it's hurting their high three. And, and they have we no froze clue. up, Kevin. I froze up. Nope. I think we're good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it worked that whole time. Sorry. And I'm the rec okay. one recording. And if it looks good to me, we're, we're, we're going to keep going, Cassie. <laughs> All right, sorry. Yeah, no, 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 that's okay. That's okay. Okay. We're just we're we'll go to the next question. That was good. All right, next All question. Right. I have I have long-term care through the feds. So the federal long-term care is that transferable? Mm -hmm. Can can they take it into retirement is what they're asking. Can I, you know, can I retire and still have it continue on? Is it one of those benefits that even after I retire can live on? Yes, that's the short answer. It, it is transferable to retirement, if that's yes. what you're thinking of. Um, however, the the government is going to still have their hands in it. Um, you don't completely own that policy. So just think about wait that. Wait a minute, and Cassie, wait a minute. <laughs> what do you mean? Okay, just, just to make this clear, what do you mean I don't own that yeah. policy? Because it's on me, right? I got it. It's mine. What do you mean I don't own it? That's true, but the government is the owner. You are the insured. And people think, oh, well, I pay for this. And so automatically I'm, you know, taking care of, but it's, it's like um, your Fagley coverage and things like that. Even though right. they house that insurance and they, well, not house the insurance, but they, they use other providers Right. Like for the, your yeah. federal long term care, you actually have a policy. Well, the government has a policy for you with John Hancock, right. who is just an insurance provider. And it's the same with Fagley. Your Fagley is with a group MetLife policy. It's not, um, you know, through the government, which I guess is a good thing. But on the flip side, you don't own the policy either. And so how good is it? I don't know. <laughs> That's up to right. you. <laughs> yep. Um, so yes, it's transferable. You can take it. But here's the other thing. Your premiums for long-term care are not going to be taken out of your interim checks. Mm -hmm. Okay. Dental and vision, long-term care, they're not automatically taken out of your interim pension checks. You're responsible for those premiums to pay those directly to the federal long-term care, um, uh, you know, whoever, uh, well, federal long-term care insurance yeah. plan is who administers that, right? So you're you're responsible for paying those premiums directly um, to that entity rather than that coming out of your pension. Um, now you can uh, request those premiums to be taken from your pension later after your pension is finalized, but in the meantime, between the time that you start getting those interim checks, which are a portion of your pension till the time your retirement application is finalized, you're responsible for those payments. So um, as long as you're not lapsed on those premiums, then you bet you can continue those into retirement. Right. Again, it's a, it's a pretty simple answer. The answer is pretty much yes, but there's so many other things to consider. I, 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 I think that's a, 
I think that's a, a theme of this episode is easy answer, but the ramifications or the, you know, the slight differences can actually make a huge difference mm-hmm. again. You know, yep. when I when I put these together, I, sometimes I, I, I it's not that I am putting them together with answers like that, but they just happen to come out. So look at that. Yeah, <clears throat> I planned it all. I'm sure. Hey. All right. Next one. How is a traditional IRA different than a traditional TSP? Hmm. Well, go ahead, Kevin. OK. Like you're so, <laughs> yeah. So. There again, you put money in and mm-hmm. it's supposed to grow. And depending on how you put it in, well, with a traditional, you're not taxed up front. So it's deferred. In both cases, it's deferred. So the taxes come out when you go to pull it out. When you when you take a disbursement, um, that's when you're taxed on it. So that that's the same for a traditional and a Roth. <clears throat> However, for example, in a in a traditional, you mean traditional TS- IRA and traditional TSP. Say that again, not sorry. Roth. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. I yes, said yes, this yes. is traditional IRA and traditional TSP. You mean that's the same for these yes. two different types of um plans, right? Yes. Sorry. I yes, I Shouldn't even say Roth right now because we're not talking about Roth at all. But I, I do that all the time. I'll, I'll get, I'll switch them. Anyways, we're talking about T, uh, traditional. So in this, yes. <clears throat> one of the things that they actually changed, and actually I will mention Roth now, is that it used to not be that you could take out money and have it only come from traditional. You can do that now, which is which is good. From So you can say, I only want my traditional TSP to yeah. come out. You can do that now, and you can do that in an IRA as well. So there are a couple similarities. Well, right, because you're not going to have, if you have a traditional IRA, you cannot have Roth within that traditional IRA. It's just a traditional policy um, because it's its own thing. Right. So So one of the the differences, however, comes with RMDs. Um, For example... With in the TSP, if you get a required minimum distribution, so you reach age 72 and the IRS says, hey, we want our tax money. We're going to make you pull out some um, some money from your TSP so we can get our taxes is basically what it is <clears throat> in a in a traditional IRA. You can say, hey, let's say I have three IRAs. I can pull them from any one that I want. I can pull it all from one. Right. I could distribute it or I can, you know, I can do some things with it or I can choose. Honestly, I can choose not to. Now, there are penalties for that, but I can choose if I want not to. Within the TSP, it's going to be forced out and you're not going to have an a, a, a say on whether to do it or how to do it. It's just and you can't spread it out between your IRAs as well. No, it will come out of your TSP and they're going to make you do that. It is much more rigid in that way. Yes. And then yes. I would say the last and then thing. That... Go ahead. Go ahead. No. Okay. I would Go say ahead. the last I would say I would say the last thing is within a within a traditional TSP 
<clears throat> and honestly, this goes for Roth as well, but I'll, I'll just point this out now. When I go to pull money out of the TSP, let's say I have 50% in my G, 50% in my C, every dollar I pull mm -hmm. out will come out 50 cents from each fund. And right. you don't have a choice. In an IRA, you can say, no, only give me 80% of my traditional money in the in this in in one fund and 20% of my traditional from yeah. another and and doing that make i i look i look i I've, I've seen the numbers Cassie and I don't know if you've seen this from an IRA perspective but if someone can do that they can make their money last years longer the same amount of money but it's a several yeah. like, I was looking at one example recently 7 years difference of how long someone's wow. TSP would last them because they're able to choose from here and here and not do it the way the TSP forces you to do it. Big difference. Right. I think there's other things as well um, in the features of the different types of policies, um, depending on where you're located, uh, what state you're in, things like that, then there can be additional features to a traditional IRA um, that, the traditional TSP doesn't offer and vice versa, depending right. on your age on the traditional TSP um, and traditional IRA. And those that comes into account with um, different features and benefits, uh, which raw options mm -hmm. are, are different. Um, mm -hmm. Like you were you know, saying, not just the different funds that you can withdraw from, but the penalties that yep. are imposed on withdrawing that money. Right? right. Somebody who's going to um, retire earlier may want to only put a portion into the traditional T IRA to have take uh, advantage of those different features and benefits, but then take advantage of the penalty free withdrawal option, depending on right. what that retirement looks like for you um, in the traditional TSP. And so we got to coordinate these things together if you're looking at both options, which most of the time there are benefits to having both as opposed one or the other. Right. I can't exactly. say that that's not always, <clears throat> that that's always the case. Sometimes one might be favorable over the other for a person's situation, but I don't know what that looks like for you. So I can't say, yes, this is going to be best for you or, or, you know, again, I'm not a financial planner. I don't offer, uh, any of that advice i'm not certified or licensed to give that advice but i want you guys to be aware that you have to take a look at these from this perspective okay how is the how are these two going to be different why are they different and is it going to be worth it for me is it advantageous to have both or one or the other and you know, it's really you got to boil. You got to talk to a financial planner or somebody who understands those situations and can tell you uh, the plan, the different types of plans that are available. Number one, what the different rules are for your state. Number two, and the different features and benefits, um, mm -hmm. and who understand the TSP and right. what that entails. Yes. Because you got to have somebody who understands that. Because if they're not, if they don't understand the TSP, they might tell you the IRA is completely better for you and then screw you for a couple of years yep. when you need money and access yep. to cash. And then you're having to pay penalties on that money, an extra 10%. That can be a lot of money depending on how much you need. 
So um, we really have to talk about talk to somebody who understands both both sides of the house there. Yeah, and I, I would just to that point right there. I have seen people say, well, yeah, I've dealt with the TSP before. I'm sorry, that's not good enough. <laughs> I hate to say it. Unless they know no. the TSP inside, unless they have worked with many, many, many federal employees, working with a few federal employees, and, I, and I've dealt with that before, isn't enough. That, is, that isn't even, if, if, if a financial advisor, planner says, yeah, I, you know, I, I have some uh, federal employees as, as clients. No, turn. I, I personally turn around and walk away because unless they have been yeah. through this many, I mean, like a hundred plus times, unless they've done this over and over and over again, they're not going to see the nuances. They're not going to understand all the differences to mm -hmm. to do it right. And so, you know, that's that's my plug for a specialist, someone who understands the rules. Because as you as you here, yeah. I'll give you one more, just real quickly. Within sure. the TSP. If I take some cash out, let's say I've retired and I take some cash out, I have to wait 30 days before I can take any more out again. And that's not the way it is in an IRA. You could take out money from your IRA several times a day if you want to. But if, but you can go, but with a TSP, it's once every 30 days. Well, what happens if you take money out, you spend it, then an emergency happens and you need money from your TSP. And, and then you just, I mean, they say, TSP will say, I'm sorry, that's the rule. You have to wait another 30 days. Well, that that's yeah. no good. It's your money. You want to be able to control mm -hmm. it the way you want to, not the way someone else is forcing you to. So again, those that's just another rule that if someone has dealt with the TSP over and over and over again, they'll know how to work around and how to make it work. So again, that's why- yeah, It's go, kind go of the difference between it's kind of the difference between a general doctor and a specialist, yeah, right? You got it. I go to the general doctor because my foot hurts and they take an x-ray and say, they say, oh, well, you need to go see the specialist because it's broken and you need cast and we don't do that. Exactly. It. Right. Yep. So it's the same situation. They'll be able to answer general questions for the TSP and they might be able to help roll over money into a traditional IRA. Right. But they're not going to understand that maybe we need to leave some of that money in the TSP for certain reasons. Right. Maybe to right. have an emergency fund in addition to the IRA because the IRA is going to be your income. But then we want some some additional emergency fund money right. over here. Exactly. And and you know that can grow or whatever the case is. And so you've got to just, you've got to talk with somebody who understands both sides of the house. So that way they can really guide you to where you need to go and what your goals are um, for retirement and be able to help you out there. Yep. So please go to fednobabble.com and Cassie's going to prepare one of those reports. And we're going to have one of our advisors in the trusted network reach out to you and explain it all to you and answer all of your questions. All the all the questions that we ask on these shows, you should be able to, well, you, you are able to turn around and ask them and get answers. Yep. Please get answers for yourself. Any last words of wisdom, Cassie? I uh, think you said it, Kevin. Take action. Get answers for yourself. Go be proactive. There you go. Good. <laughs> Thanks, Cassie. Thanks, everyone, and take care.
go take action. To get Cassie's comprehensive report on your federal retirement benefits at no cost, no obligation, and no sales pitch, go to fednababble.com. While you're there, submit a question for them to answer on the show.